I realize that as I start this fourth season here on the podcast, I have not done a bonus yet, which brings me to this show. I thought I'd take a break from the usual format before we enter into the Veterans Day portion and give you a couple of off-the-cuff, clean, I promise you, comments. First segment comment will be on the latest with with um, the downtown stadium. You know how I feel about that one by now. And for the second segment, a bit of news that I'm finding very interesting. Cedar Fair, which is the company that owns, among other, Parks Worlds of Fun in Silver Dollar City, has announced a partnership with Six Flags. I'll give you my take on that point as well. A little bit of news and commentary in the style of whoever you choose. It doesn't make any difference. But I'm going to try that for this edition of the New Directions Podcast. It is a bonus, and I hope you enjoy it. We'll get going on the other side of this break. Would you like to have a look at the weird, wonderful, and obscure things around the Kansas City metro area? Well, let me tell you about a book that will give you a good place to start. This is Terry Runyon from the New Directions Podcast, here to tell you about Secret Kansas City, a guide to the weird, wonderful, and obscure. Ann Nickendorf wrote this book. She is a local area writer who does a lot of freelance work for the Kansas City Star, KCUR, and and Flatland Magazine. She has come up with areas around both Kansas and Missouri that not a lot of people knew about. And this particular broadcast only covered some. If you'd like a list of a lot more, go by your local rally house and pick up a copy of Secret Kansas City. You will learn things about the Kansas City area that you never knew existed. Secret Kansas City by Ann Nigendorf. Kansas City's Believe It or Not. Recently it was reported that Clark Hunt, who is now the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, has gone on record as saying he does not want to move his stadium downtown. He wants to stay at Arrowhead and have that stadium, which is, I beg your pardon, G-E-H-A Park at Arrowhead, have have a lot of work done to remodel it. That was the word I was looking for a moment ago. Which is telling, which has given me, ladies and gentlemen, a new respect for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, they are three-time Super Bowl champions. Yes, they are the defending champions this year. But the fact that they want to stay put means they're doing something that, in my view, people on the other side of the sports complex aren't doing for their fans. I have said all along that the Royals fans 
have been left in the dark with regard to even at the starting point of this where the places were that had been being considered for the new new stadium and given the activities that had been going on in Jackson County in recent weeks it sounds to me like the downtown area is shooting themselves in the foot if they want so very badly to get the Royals to play downtown there's an east section of Kansas City that is being considered and it sounds to me like um, the people around the downtown area are, do, are trying on the one hand to do whatever they can to bring the Royals in but on the other hand there's a man a wild card if you would who has entered into the field of play himself former second baseman for the Royals of course and now Jackson County executive Frank White now before we go any further let me share with you Frank's involvement what I think is Frank's involvement in this. His career with the Royals did not end very positively. I had read a book that he had published several years ago, and he had talked about how things really weren't going very well. He wanted to move into the community and was elected as Jackson County Executive a few years back. I don't know, don't remember exactly how many. To backtrack to his Royals career, soon after Paul Splitorf passed away in 2011, Frank was the commentator on the TV network. Ryan LeFevre and Frank White teamed up at that time. But the story after the 2011 season Frank White was out, Rex Hudler was in. Frank said he was let go because he was being too honest about what he saw with the Royals. And apparently Royals management, at least on the TV side, wanted some more positivity, so enter Rex Hudler. But what happened with Frank has been something that has been going on for years. And ever since he's been Jackson County Executive, things haven't exactly been going very well in any kind of negotiation with the Royals. It leaves me wondering this. Is he trying, as a Jackson County Executive, to represent the county in good faith? Or does he have hard feelings towards the Royals organization that perhaps might be clouding his judgment a little bit. From this standpoint, it's very hard to say. But, before we go further, let me backtrack to say this. The East Kansas City area, for, the, for those of you who may or may not have known, is one of two areas that's being considered for a new spot for the Royals. The other spot, I have kind of a sentimental attachment to, you might say, because it's near where I live right now. It's in North Kansas City. 
and the Clay County folks <coughs> excuse me have taken a very very positive influence very, very positive approach to this too. They're making a case for it. And I, I'm going to go ahead and say right here and now, if I had a choice, I would be more than happy to see if the Royals absolutely had to move to move to North Kansas City. My personal reasons are these. Number one, it's it would be easier to get to a park there. It's closer to home. And number two, I'm not a big fan of downtown because in the deliveries I have made for DoorDash downtown, it's a pain to try to park in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. That's my personal reasons. And I'm thinking also, though, that North, that the North Kansas City area would be a heck of a lot more family-friendly than it would be downtown. Yes, I realize the Royals do have history downtown. When they first became the Royals, they played at Old Municipal Stadium. And Frank White, of course, had a big history with the Royals. He was a part of the Royals Academy started by the late Ewing Kaufman. But we go back to what it's where it sounded to me like thinking was being was happening here. I think maybe those of us that have been following this story might be feeling a bit influenced to try to vote when the election rolls around next April for money to bring the stadium downtown. And nobody's mentioning North Kansas City a heck of a lot. That doesn't make any sense. Back to Frank White for just a second. He has not let go the fact that he was fired for the wrong reasons. And I'm kind of thinking at this point that he may feel like he's he may feel like he's influencing things, I don't know. Quentin Lucas, who is a politician, is trying to look out for the good of Kansas City, Missouri. He's the mayor of Casey Moe, after all. But it seems to me like they have the same problem that a lot of that a lot of from from where in my opinion a lot of political organizations are. There isn't any unity. There is no unity as to how to go about negotiating money transfers, who pays for the tax, that type of thing. And maybe in the back of his mind, Mayor Quentin Lucas is thinking that Frank White is not on board with what he, Lucas, is trying to get accomplished. Do I have a solution? 
I have an opinion solution. Will this happen? Time only time will tell. But if Frank White still has the hard feelings, he may be trying to make a proposal that Kansas City, Missouri will not like. And then the idea of maybe bringing the stadium downtown would would be blown up, would go up in smoke because people aren't unified. And I don't know how unified North Kansas City is. I would like to think that they are. I would like to think that they're doing whatever they can to try to bring the stadium to North Kansas City. If you want a cheerleader, yeah, I'm cheering for North Kansas City. But to be quite honest, if neither of them get the choice, keep it home along with the Chiefs. They made the comment on Fox 4 this morning that the two teams are joined at the hip. Why should that change? There's no reason for it to. So my choice, number one, obviously, would be to stay stay where they are, see where they are at the K and improve the team. But North Kansas City, I think, would be a better choice because downtown's got their hands full anyway. If you have an opinion on this, I will open this subject up at the end of this broadcast. On the other side of this break... Worlds of Fun and Six Flags. An interesting future is lying ahead in amusement parks. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break. There are a lot of donut shops around, but there's one particular one that is local and really knows how to make them fresh every day. This is Terry Runyon from the podcast here to share with you about Ray's Donuts. They make their donuts fresh every day. The coffee is absolutely fantastic. And instead of getting sugar from a packet, you get it from a sugar machine. You can wind in your own, Put as much sugar as or as little as possible. It's up to you, and you can make it the way you like it. They do a very big business. I deliver for them on DoorDash quite often, and I enjoy and I enjoy the product that they sell to everybody. It's a very good donut, and I very highly recommend it. Next time you're on Vivian Road. Please stop by Ray's Donuts, and you will be very glad that you did. Recently, it was announced that Six Flags Corporation and Cedar Fair, the group that owns as I mentioned at the top, Worlds of Fun and Silver Dollar City, among others, have merged. And this is going to take place 
the official opening that is, is going to take place by this time in 2025, I think. But it's going to happen relatively soon. As far as my thoughts on this are concerned, it's going to take a little bit longer to convey them, I think. When I was little, we visited Six Flags over St. Louis quite a bit and enjoyed all of the rides. I don't remember all of them. Of course, they, along with other amusement parks, have been updated through the years. When I worked the time that I did with Worlds of Fun, it was soon after Cedar Fair did by the organization, which was in 2017. And I think from what I could tell, the rides stayed pretty much the same as far as quality was concerned. But Worlds of Fun, like Six Flags, changed their rides from time to time. They also, <coughs> excuse me, took out the Zambezi only to bring it back this past summer. I like this move. Six Flags is a very, very good park. But there is something I'm struggling with here, and that is the fact that According to the latest article I read, came out of Fox 4, I believe. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was the Star. <clears throat> the article I read from the Star was quoted as saying that the parks that Six Flags are going to be owning are going to have the Six Flags name. I have known. The world's a fun. I've known of it since the mid 70s. And if I remember my history correctly, the park was bought by the late Lamar Hunt back in 73. I don't think there's going to be less fun times as a result of this park being a part of the Six Flags organization. But I know the park is worlds of fun. And I'd rather, although it's owned by Six Flags, have them stay with worlds of fun as a name. It is tradition, and I think that maybe as I'm personally getting older, I'm thinking of it a little more from a traditional standpoint. Because I take a look at the Red X that I work at now and the 75-year tradition, 74, in the one building. People still miss that. And I respect that, I really do. It's hard for them to move on from that. Here in Riverside, of course. It's hard for people, and I'll admit I'm one of them, 
to move on from tradition with regard to Kaufman. One of several reasons, I guess, why I found myself liking that. And, of course, renaming World's Fun. One advantage in, as far as this one is concerned, though, and that is the park's going to stay in place. It's not going to move. It's just going to be under the name of Six Flags. So maybe there might be some advantage to that. And I had a look at the Six Flags website a little while ago. One of the things they talk about are world-class rides. I think that maybe possibly, given the merger, the standards of parks like Silver Dollar City, like Worlds of Fun, like even Six Flags Over St. Louis and the rest of them in that part of the country, are going to come back and be a lot better. That remains to be seen. Maybe I'm just being petty, perhaps, as far as losing the name of Worlds of Fun to Six Flags. When I follow the balloon, I know where I am. I guess that's me, but in any case, as far as the merger itself is concerned, very good move, I think, for all parks involved. And I think over the course of the next year or two, if not even longer than that, we're going to find some very, very good things starting to happen. And time will tell. And I'll update you on this end as we get going over the next period of time here on the podcast. I'll look ahead to a very special one. A special edition of the podcast that's going to happen as soon as tomorrow, in fact, on the other side of this break. There's a lot of darkness in the world, and the light that we're trying to shine is to be a witness for Jesus Christ. So this next simple little song is going to give you a good message if you're in need of it this evening. Very simple song with a simple message that tells you that if you're in the dark, if you've got some darkness in your life, or maybe the darkness of the world sometimes is getting you down, maybe it's something in your personal life, hey listen, this song teaches you very simply, as Dwayne sings it, to hold on, hold on to the morning, there will be light.
the next regular edition of the New Directions podcast will very definitely be our tribute to the veterans. All the music that I can come up with, maybe a few new ones along the way. And as always, I will be in on it at one or two points in the show. Our chance to lift up the veterans and thank them for continuing to do the jobs that they do for us overseas. Freedom very definitely is not free. Join me for our Veterans Day show next time right here on the New Directions podcast. The transition times are very interesting. We all have our ideas on how things are going to play out. We have our hopes, we have our dreams. Sooner or later, something's going to happen. Some people are going to like it, others aren't. It just remains to be seen how it's going to work. And I'll follow it, follow both stories that I talked about on this broadcast right along with you. And with that, it's going to wind things up. For this edition of the New Directions Podcast, thank you for being with me as always. We will see you tomorrow night as we pay tribute to the veterans. I'm getting on the night train and getting over there. So long, everybody.